1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers v Bayer Leverkusen goes ahead on Thursday amid uncertainty about next week's away leg Lee Griffiths has his sights set on Ibrox this weekend and Billy Gilmore is named in Scotland's under-21 squad I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Without doubt Gordon, the biggest week of Stephen Gerrard Rangers career Bayer Leverkusen at Ibrox on Thursday night Celtic at Ibrox on Sunday lunchtime and then a trip to Germany next midweek but will there any Rangers fans be going with them? Yeah, looking forward to a terrific week of football, Gordon. Uh, starts on Thursday night at Ibrox. Uh, should be a very, very good game. And then it will be the countdown to Sunday's uh, Rangers-Celtic Old Firm game at Ibrox. Good week ahead. 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight, so don't hang about. Give us a shout and let us know what is on your mind. You can also tweet as well. We're at Clyde SSB. Uh, on Tuesday night we're usually somewhere in the middle of digesting the weekend's talking points And looking at what lies ahead Don't think there was too much to take away from the weekend Roger It was the sort of convincing home win you would expect from Celtic And for Rangers, clearly just about getting back to winning ways Yeah, that was the most important one for me Because you would expect Celtic to do what they did to St Mirren But no one really knew what to expect of Rangers When they went to Dingwall after the defeat to Hearts After the defeat to Hamilton It was really important that the drama didn't develop into a crisis Especially with the next three games Being the ones we've just spoken about Gordon Leverkusen, Celtic, Leverkusen So it wasn't particularly pretty for Rangers on Sunday But it got the job done Yeah, I was at the Celtic game Saturday For Super Scoreboard And I've got to say it was probably A comfortable three points, let me say Five goals, Griffiths getting a hat-trick Obviously making a big claim for uh, Sunday's game to be a starter because we know Neil Lennon likes to rotate with El Yanusi playing up there El Hamed come on I thought he looked very good okay it was 15 minutes and then the Sunday wasn't the greatest game Gordon uh, but it was all about getting the three points for Rangers and they achieved it of course the top of the table gets the headlines Roger but if you look at the bottom at the moment Hamilton Aki's the great survivors are doing it again and this time tomorrow the St Mirren and Hearts fans will be gripped by those pre-match nerves ahead yeah, of what is a uh, massive, massive game in Paisley. And I think the game in Paisley tomorrow is probably the first relegation six-pointer of the season, if you like. Hamilton's incredible week, six points, two clean sheets, the win at Ibrox, the win with ten men against Kilmarnock that I saw on Saturday. It's lifted them out the bottom two for the first time in a while, Gordon. So the heat is now on Hearts, the heat is now on St Mirren, and we discussed Rangers winning in Dingwall. The defeat for Ross County has probably pulled them back into it Ahead of them hosting Hamilton on Saturday So I think from now on in You're probably going to be looking at a relegation six-pointer Every week, if not a couple of times a week Yep, that'll be another one for us in the coming days St Mirren fans, Hearts fans Any of you want to look ahead to that one Do join us 01419511025 And we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB Like I said in the headlines, Billy Gilmore in the Scotland under 21 squad That's one for us to get to A bit later on as well Because the last few days Have shown us that Everyone has got an opinion On that one So do join us on the phones right now 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB We are only two days away though From Rangers Against Bayer Leverkusen Roger How do you Assess the challenge That lies ahead We're going to get the 
the inside track, if you like, from our German football expert very soon. That, that's not you, it's not Gordon Riel. Um, but I'm sure you know enough to know that it's going to be a tough ask. At yeah, least. but listen, we know enough to know that it's a step up from anyone Rangers have faced already this season. Braga looked good for an hour at Ibrox and then collapsed. Uh, Porto were decent in the groups But not good enough to trouble Leverkusen In the last 32 So this will be the biggest test so far For Rangers um, If you were to look at the Rangers team Who lost to Hearts, lost to Hamilton Struggled in Dingwall You wouldn't give them a chance against Leverkusen But when Rangers step out into a European arena Something seems to come over the team And not just this season, last season as well Gordon They just seem to be transformed So it will be a very very difficult game Against a Leverkusen side who have just put four goals past Eintracht Frankfurt Had just got a draw away to a Leipzig team that's about to knock Spurs out the Champions League you would think tonight So they've got very good players, Kai Havertz They've got a Finnish international goalkeeper They've got Paulinho, a young Brazilian who scored again at the weekend But a big test, don't roll Rangers out It goes back to what's been said a lot recently Gordon Whether people like it or not, whether, whether it should be said or not Maybe the reason that these comments are coming out Is because there is a bit of truth in it And that Rangers do cope better When they're underdogs And they do cope better Against the European style of play Like I say Maybe people are uncomfortable hearing it Because it doesn't do you much good domestically But you never know Would you be surprised to see Rangers Pull off another shock in no, Europe? No, not at all Gordon I think they saved their best football for Europe uh, Thursday night could be the same You look at them in the last round there They were 2-0 down at home And they showed great Courage and strength to get back into the game And eventually get through the tie A very difficult tie Yes, the class is now up a level It will be difficult But for some reason Domestically, Rangers since the turn of the year Have been very, very poor But their European uh, campaign has been very good So I think well, the Rangers supporters Going along there on Thursday night Will be very hopeful of a good performance But it will be difficult Rangers fans, I know the current form doesn't suggest that it's possible But you have pulled off some shocks in Europe Can it be done this week? Give us all your pre-match thoughts now 01419511025 Let's get the expert track on Bayer Leverkusen Our German football expert Manuel Veth joins us on the line at the moment Manuel, thank you very much for joining us Quite simply, how formidable are Bayer Leverkusen at the moment? What should these Rangers fans be expecting? Oh, they're a very good side at the moment. I mean, uh, talent-wise, they've always they went into the season being a very good side, but had um, a bit of inconsistency. Peter Bosch is a very attacking coach, plays an extremely high defensive line, and um, you know a lot of teams exploited that in the beginning of the season. But they they are unbeaten now for uh, nine games across all competitions. They won eight out of those games. They're in the semi-final of the German Cup. Um, they very easily dispatched Porto. They are now fourth in the Bundesliga, which I think this this year is probably the most competitive among the top European leagues, top to bottom. So they're a very, very good side. Yeah, and I mean, only eight points off top spot in, in that Bundesliga as well. So clearly uh, doing a lot of things right. What is their hunger, if you like, to, to go on and win that Europa League? Is that is that a real priority for, for Bayer Leverkusen? Is this a team which should be targeting winning the overall competition? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, actually, you know, it's funny that you mentioned this. I was in Leverkusen in November and I interviewed uh, Simon Rolf, the sporting director of Bayer. And um, I asked him this very question because Bundesliga sides haven't done very well in the Europa League uh, until re- very recently, right? And I asked him, like, well, what are we going to do with Bundesliga teams punching below their weight um, in this very competition? And he said, yeah, that, that's a spot on question. And 
they're very much determined to to change that attitude. Um, as all Bundesliga sides are this year, they're all taking this competition a lot more serious uh, for the simple reason that it's, it's an easy access to the Champions League, right? But also because um, the coefficient standings are very important for the league. And Leverkusen is saying, look, this is an easy way for a trophy. And um, they want, they're very desperate to just win a title because they haven't won anything in a long time. So the German Cup, where they uh, are facing a fourth division side in the semi-final, is of course one one big competition that they could win. But in uh, this Europa League, an international trophy would be would be massive for this club. Manuel, when the draw was made, there was big names in the draw: Sevilla were there, Inter Milan, Roma, Manchester United. When Leverkusen were paired with Rangers, what was the view about the draw in Germany? I mean, everyone knows that Glasgow in particular is a very difficult place to travel to, right? Um, for, for any side in Europe. And I, I think um, when, they, when they looked at this draw, they said, OK, well, first of all, we're playing there first, which is better. Um, but also, just the fact the resurgence of Rangers, the, the, the work that Steve Gerrard has done there, right? And that's all seen with a lot of respect. Um, at the same time, I think, the expectations are, well, we're one of the best leagues, maybe the best league at the moment in Europe. And if you are fourth in that competition, we should be able to dispatch pretty much anyone coming our way. You know, that includes teams from Spain, Italy and England, um, though, let alone a Scottish side. So I think the expectations are this is a very difficult draw, but it's also a draw that on paper they should go through. In terms of, of danger men, Manuel, uh, Kai Havertz is obviously one of the standouts yeah. linked with, with Man United and all sorts of other uh, big European sides. How good is he and who else should Rangers fans be on the lookout for? He's very good. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, the, the, we're talking about a transfer fee in the region of 150 million euros next summer. Um, someone is going to pay a lot of money. I, I reckon you're stable from Germany, but, you know, someone is going to pay a lot of money for him. Um, he's a very, very good player and um, he had a bit of a tough first half of the season, but um, has been very good since the winter break. Ever since, you know, Leverkusen kind of resurgent in the table as well. He's been a big part of that. Um, one big, big good news is for, for Rangers fans, Kevin Folland is out with an injury. He's been very good form as well. Um, throughout the second half of the season, he's out. Um, they brought in a few new players. Ezekiel uh, Palacios is a very good player. Um, up front, they got a lot of diversity. Uh, Paulinho is a young Brazilian who struggled to make his way in, in Germany, but has had a very good match day last match day. And is looking now, he's becoming more familiar with the side. So when you look at the Bayer Leverkusen side, even though Folland is out, um, there's a lot of different tools available to head coach Peter Bosch to basically beat every opponent um, in Germany or elsewhere. And thousands of Rangers fans planning to make the trip over to Leverkusen for the game, the second leg next week, Manuel, with the restrictions on travel, the restrictions of gatherings of a thousand or more people in the area. Do you think there's a chance still this game will be behind closed doors, the second leg? I would be shocked if this game was not behind closed doors. I think uh, if you're a Rangers fan, please stay at home, don't travel. Um, it's for your own safety, it's for the safety of people in Germany as well. Um, don't mask gather, don't go to pubs there. Uh, North Rhine-Westphalia is an area affected by COVID-19. There's a reason why health authorities have said don't go to the games, right? Play behind closed doors. So yeah, I, I think um, if you have plans to go, cancel them right now. Um, this game will be played behind closed doors. And please, like, I urge you, please listen to the authorities and stay home. Good man, thank you very much. That was Manuel Veth giving us the inside track 
on Bayer Leverkusen That situation Roger It won't surprise any of the listeners to know That you, Gordon DL, myself We are not experts in that field um, And I guess we just have to wait and see Follow the advice, follow the official advice And do what you're told, so to speak At the moment, it goes ahead Possibly, potentially, probably will change We'll wait and see uh, Certainly Thursday, no real um, issues surrounding Thursday's home game No, not involving Thursday's home game The game will go ahead, there will be a crowd No chance, I don't think, of the old firm game being affected on Sunday But the second leg next week I think, I agree with Manuel, I think it will be affected There's been a decision today by the federal government In North Rhine-Westphalia To prevent gatherings of over a thousand people It's the area in Germany where COVID-19 has been most prevalent so far They are trying to limit the outbreak and by doing so, they don't want people coming to the area. I would think there would be an announcement in the short term that the game will be behind closed doors. And we noticed, you know, just before we come on here, even the darts that's going to take place, European Tour event in Leverkusen, has been called off because they, they don't want a crowd turning up for that. And that would be a much smaller crowd, obviously, than would attend a key last 16 Europa League game. Big game on Thursday, though. Let's take a call from Alan. In Drumchapel Alan we've just listened to Manuel Talking about how strong Bayer Leverkusen are How impressive some of their players are Rangers form hasn't been great But there must still be a bit of you Alan That believes you can get the job done Yes I think I think Rangers can Well they, if they play the way they can play Then I think it would give Bayer Leverkusen A really good game But it's always very hard against a German team No matter who it is I think Well what I've heard is they With I've heard Ryan Jack being out. I've heard, uh, I think, there's, is it Barris that she's out as well? But always, German teams are always very hard to play against. But I think if Rangers get in it, I, I think they need to get the result at Ibrox. Because over in Germany, I think it's going to be really tough. I don't think they'll get anything in Germany. But I think if Rangers have got to get in out this game, I think we'll need, we'll need to do it at Ibrox. Yeah, and I understand where Alan's coming from, Gordon. That's generally the way you feel. If you could, if you could handpick it, you wouldn't have it this way. But we said that about Braga as well. I mean, certainly said it with an hour gone at Ibrox. So Rangers can surely take some comfort from that. Yeah, I, I do agree with Alan. I think if they're going to get, have any chance of getting through, Gordon, they've got to get a performance on Thursday night. Very interested to hear Manuel talk about the high line, the defensive high line. Braga adapted that against Rangers And Rangers worked very well against that So that could be something they could be working on this week uh, But they are coming up against a, a, a tougher task A better side, obviously They've got players in there, as Manuel was saying 150 million um, So the quality is certainly there But at Ibrox um, On a Thursday night, packed house Terrific atmosphere And if Rangers players can just get that bit of luck as well and get something to hold on to To take to Germany It'd be a great boost for them Need to hear from Stephen Gerrard tomorrow Roger to get a, a final roll call if you like On on who's fit and available Alan had a few uh, worries there But I don't think they're confirmed at this stage Well the, the three key ones are, Would be Tavernier the captain who missed the game at Dingwall on Sunday Arfield who's a, a crucial player One of Gordon's favourites in the middle of the park Who missed the game at the weekend And Ryan Jack who went to Dingwall And got off the bus season He had swollen a bit, didn't play So the three of them if they were fit, they would be in the starting eleven. You would think. If they're not fit, it would be a setback for Rangers. Um, you know, everybody I think assumes we need to do the business at Ibrox. Last time the two teams met, they drew at Ibrox and Rangers went and won the second leg in Germany. So you can never tell what's going to happen. Rangers have been they've travelled well. They won in Braga, I remember, as well as winning the first leg. So 
you just never know how these games are, are going I th- to come I, I think for confidence, Roger, I know that they can go over there and you said the last time, but just the way Rangers are just now, I think Rangers, if they've got any hope at all, need to get something to take there with a bit of confidence. If if they do say nil nil or they lost one nil, I I don't think they'd be any way back for them. Alan, it's become one of the most used phrases in Scottish football in the last couple of months that Rangers are better suited to playing in Europe. Do, do you buy into that? Is that something you're hoping to see um, come to come to the fore on Thursday night? Well, the the league has the league has proven it so far after the winter break, right enough. So the the the, the league after the winter break, we've dropped points, right enough. The, the Rangers aren't playing as far as good as they have been, let's say before the winter break, and the the European ties, the, the, they've always been consistent. They've always went out there and played really good, very well, the best they could play. But I don't. It's just. I think. I think. They are a, they play better in Europe than they do in the league. What's the biggest factor behind that then, Roger? That's two again, like I say, well used phrases. Is it because stylistically they are able to try and catch teams in the break and they don't have to break teams down who are sitting in, or is it actually that that mental thing about being underdogs? You know the comments that all the Rangers fans got upset about. Is it is it a mental thing? Is it about pressure, or is it about the style of the actual football match? I, th- I think the truth of it's probably somewhere in the middle. I think. Domestically Teams Set about them More Physically More than European teams The European teams Will tend to stand off them A little bit Give them a little bit More time in the ball um, I've often said You know if, if Rangers are going to Perth Or Kilmarnock Or Motherwell That you put Conor Goldson In a plane And tell him he's overseas Because he seems to Be a different player When he gets off a plane And he's playing somewhere in Europe You know He gets rattled very easily Tavernier By his own admission In the programme last week Gets rattled very easily When people You know Close him down Press him high Press him hard In Scotland European teams tend to Stand off Rangers a little bit more Give them more time to play And and they'll look better for it Um, That's not an excuse For a domestic form um, by now in Stephen Gerrard's regime They should know that's what happens domestically And they should be able to counteract that If you like They're showing no signs of being able to do it But I think if they can get Tavernier Jack and Arfield fit They'll have a far better chance on Thursday I think it's the pressure to win Roger I really do I think in domestic football There's a demand from the Rangers support Especially this season And especially after the 29th of December at Ibrox that the Rangers fans were in hope of Rangers going on winning a title or winning a cup, and when you play week in week out in domestic football, you're you're you know it's the demand of winning every single game if you're at Rangers or you're at Celtic. Whereas in Europe, a lot of fans think, well, hold on a minute, as far as we can get, it's a terrific bonus. There's not as much pressure, and I think that's the reason it suits them. Alan, you're a good man. Thank you for your call. 0141-951-1025 to join in. And we're going to hear from Lee Griffiths after the travel. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Two ways for you to get in touch. You can either tweet at Clyde SSB or you can call us and get involved in the debate. 0141 951 1025 Let's hear a bit from Celtic striker Lee Griffiths He says he's more than ready For Ibrox this weekend He scored his first hat-trick In four years at the weekend And he hopes he's done enough To deserve another start The more minutes I get on the pitch The more 
opportunities I'm going to get to score goals and, and play well. And I just need to concentrate my game and play well um, and, and contribute to the team and, and help the team get three points and establish that lead at the top of the league. You know, I can still get fitter, I can still, you know, work on my game that I'm, I'm trying to do every day in training. So, born for Ibrox. Never been beat there when I've been with Celtic, so played there, started there twice and scored twice and two victories. So, you know, whether the manager starts me or, or keeps me on the bench and, and come on and play an impact, I'll, I'll be ready to go. We've got loads of players that are, are chomping at a bit, especially to play in a game of that magnitude. So, you know, whatever the starting 11 will be next week, that'll be up to the manager and the coaching staff. And, you know, there'll be probably another 10 players that get on the bench. Um, he's got a difficult job to to do so you know we'll just wait and see what happens next week well you know I've got my finger on the pulse Gordon when it comes to uh, early team news and Griffiths will start next week of that there's no doubt there's uh, not a chance you know that for a fact I know that Gordon uh, I'm putting it out there um, I watched him in Saturday I've got to say his second goal was terrific um, good movement um, in his finish just he lets the goalkeeper go to ground and he just dinks over him the third goal is just a Lee Griffiths goal lets it come across his body and hits it in at the far corner if you score a hat-trick and I know that the argument can be for Neil Lennon well it was against St Mirren it was at home we won 5-0 we had so much possession if you score a hat-trick as a centre-forward Gordon and you, you get left out for the next game I'm chapping the door it never happened to me but I'm champing the door What you never scored a hat trick no, Or you no, never I get left well, out you know, the following week You know I scored three in one week And you know the reason I didn't score four Roger tell him why You didn't have a fourth game I didn't right, have got a fourth okay. game Right But If you're in forum And you're banging in goals And I think personally That Celtic Are a far better threat A team And a far better threat With Edward and Griffiths As their two strikers If you're a Rangers defender You're hoping at the weekend that Edward plays and it's maybe an El Yanoussi, for instance, rather than a Griffiths. I think you're right. I'll tell you why. Because the last two games between Celtic and Angels, Celtic played the 4-2-3-1 and it just didn't fit. They just didn't play it well. The Angels seemed to get on top of them in terms of possession, in terms of territory. I think they'll learn to want to try something different. The different for me will be a 3-5-2. I'm not too sure of the makeup of the five mm. across the middle, whether Forrest stays out there, whether maybe an El Hamid who impressed us at the weekend, plays on the right-hand side. Or, or, but I think the front two will be Griffiths and Edward. I think Daz is right. And, and you can't dismiss his knowledge of the game because I, I personally was texted at the weekend to say he was spotted in the gym early on Sunday with a veteran of many old firm games. Who was it? My mate. We will. We will? Aye. Well, well I, we call him. Well, he's not involved, of course. It's no, John Beaton has no, been announced. No, I, I was speaking to him. It's yeah. the referee. He's working very hard I've got a lot of, Honestly I admire these guys And I know they come in For a lot of criticism Gordon But they will not be Criticised by me at all I think they do a terrific <laughs> what's job the, What's the regime Is it a treadmill Is it a bike Is it a weights No he does, do a lot, he does a lot of weights He does yeah. a lot of running and, uh, You know He's he's there to admire uh, I've got to say I have a good chat with Sounds him Sounds a bit disturbing If you um, ask me He works very hard You've got to say You know that Because you were there I text Roger It was me that told him oh, 01419511025 <laughs> Let's speak to Kevin in Hamilton Hi Kevin Hi Sam How are you doing? Not bad Kevin What's yeah. on your mind tonight? <clears throat> Just a quick one For uh, the guys in the panel I don't know if you've noticed Or not Or you've seen Maybe some of the uh, Maybe a wee bit Presumptuous at this time But I don't know if you've seen Celtic Kit sponsor deals Up at the end of the season With New Balance And apparently They've signed A look at him With Adidas Which is Double the amount that they've got now, which is fairly big in comparison to the rest of the league. 
So that's my first point. I don't know if you have you heard about that or do you know anything more about that? I'm sure you've you've seen what, the, the what, images online, you, Roger. You, you leave your number with me, Kevin, and I'll get I'll get a hold of your local news agent because we had it in the back page of the sun last week. So No no no, I see it, no, I've seen that and I've heard this months and months ago, Roger, to be fair. I'll, 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 I'll make sure you get one delivered every day if you if you sort out the bill with your news agent at the end of the week. Right, no but problem. It, listen, it's all joking aside. I'm told it's a very good deal. Um, it has been several months in the negotiation. Um, I think it's the most lucrative deal I'm told in Scottish football history for a for a kit deal for a club, Kevin. And you know, you you can only you can only assume that Celtic have done everything in their power to to get. You know the fees up, and it will be good for Adidas as well because they are back with some of the biggest players in terms of clubs. And I want you know yourself; they're one of the biggest names on the continent in terms of sportswear manufacturers. Did you say you had a second point, Kevin? I did indeed. Yes, just in terms of the league this season. Obviously, I live just in Hamilton, as I was saying. So I have very many Rangers friends. Uh, they're not too happy with the fact that obviously Celtic are going to be possibly, possibly, we'll say possibly. Signing with uh, Adidas I know they were looking In the last few weeks At maybe getting a new sponsor And they're kind of struggling I've seen that they put a tweet out Last week uh, Trying to Sort of Entice Some sponsorship deals So I just want to ask A quick question How do you feel That's going to impact Next season Regardless of the time I'm hoping we're going to do it Regardless anyway But The fact that A company as big as Adidas Are actively trying To seek us out And Rangers are having To tweet out to try and entice other sponsors. I mean, Celtic get big deals, Roger. Even if this one is bigger, I'm not sure this is going to change the landscape of Scottish football forever. No, and listen, I'm sure Rangers will announce something in the coming weeks. They'll deal with Hummels up, isn't it, as well? So there's going to be a change there as well. I've no idea who Rangers are negotiating with, whether it's you know another the same high street. Sports manufacturer, a different one. I, I genuinely don't know, but they'll need to do a deal with somebody so they can have kit to wear next season. Who was your favourite kit supplier in your day? Well, I was sponsored by Adidas. Club. Were you? Yeah. Uh, the they only... fly you down, you Beckham, all, yeah, the, all yeah, the top yeah, kids. A, a lot of photo shoots. Um, it was a bit of pain at the time, but uh, there was the only boots I ever wore, um, and I had. I've still got some of the tracksuits. I've got to say. But to be fair to him, he's still got the deal now. Do he slip us when he's lying in the recliner? <laughs> yeah, well, I paint the name on myself, but uh, I did. This was the the main sponsor for me. Uh, any football thoughts this week, Kevin? Uh, I do indeed. Yes, uh, I think current uh, Bill unfortunately, wasn't working very, very near the Gordon's house. I know where he stays. I know he probably oh, wonder oh, why that is. Oh, 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 Kevin, oh, 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 so I know. Oh. I know him He might know me But Possibly not Are you, give, are you willing to give Your surname away On, on radio Not not at all Come on now You're an ex player Kevin I am indeed Yes I did used to play more than I was younger Did I play against you? Nah, you're far too old. Come on, <laughs> no, I was just wondering, that's why you're retired. It normally worries me when I hear men saying, I know where you live, God. I know. I've already seen him as well. No, 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 seen no, the look no, in his all, face. All, all joking aside, you were actually in my work very recently. I was speaking to you. I'm not going to go any further than that. But <laughs> <laughs> I let you ponder that. But however, having said this. You were in the job centre. Ha! No, I hell that. But, uh, all joking aside I think on Sunday I think This is going to be a massive I think the league's over For Celtic to be fair I think nine is done now However having said that I wonder what your thoughts are On Steven Gerrard In terms of I know he's a rookie manager 
I know he gets the same sort of a right up as your like your Frank Lampard's. But however, I think he was tasked with the job. He's stopping nine and all, which is a massive failure. He's ever but uh, well, he's basically he's ever risen better to actually win a trophy in Scotland, which he's going to obviously fail in this season. Even if they do, in your opinion, get past by Leverkusen, which would be a very hard task. If they get past them over the next two rounds, that's a great achievement. But they'll probably go out in the next round and then have a, a total of season again. And Celtic could possibly, not not saying they're going to do it, but they could possibly do the uh, quadruple treble, which I wasn't hoping for. To be honest with you, I'd give up the next, I'd rather have the next two years just having the league. And if Rangers won the, the two trophies both seasons, I'd be happy with that as a Celtic fan. You'd be happy with I'd it? A hundred percent, ten ten in a row for me. The quadruple treble. I said it last season. A double, uh, a double treble over the moon with. At the start of that season, if Rangers had won the League Cup and the Scottish Cup, see as long as we get to ten in a row, that will never ever ever be matched. Well, I don't think you'll get much disagreement from the studio that, or or anyone for that matter, that it looks like the, the league is done and dusted. I mean, how, how could you not think that at the moment? There's always a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Very slim chance I've got to say uh, I do think the league is done and dusted Gordon uh, On the on the future of the Rangers manager I think it will all depend on the next few months Of how they finish um, If they get a strong finish uh, They've still got the Europa League um, Two ties to come How they're doing that If he had a very very poor end to the season And the form kept going the way it was going then I think there'd be a lot of talking to be done. If he has a strong finish, then I think obviously Rangers will go with the manager next season. We we get a lot of Celtic fans on the show asking that question, Roger. Um, t- difficult to tell. How, how can you tell right now? Because you're, you're hanging on maybe going out to Bayer Leverkusen or maybe progressing past yeah. Bayer Leverkusen. There's the possibility you win two old firm games. There's the possibility you get battered in two yeah. of them in the gap. So... The, the oldest cliche in this show is It's a results driven business But it's true The, the first ones I said in the show tonight were It's the biggest week of Stephen Gerrard Rangers reign If Stephen Gerrard beats Leverkusen Knocks them out of the Europa League Gets to the last eight If Stephen Gerrard beats Celtic on Sunday Then he's nailed on To be in charge of Rangers For the start of next season If Rangers are humbled home and away By Leverkusen if Celtic beat them at Ibrox And then beat them after the split at Celtic Park There's a big decision to be made in the Rangers boardroom But for Kevin and all the other Celtic fans who phone and ask us this question We don't know because we don't know what these results are going to be It will depend on how these results and the big games go Between now and the end of the season um, Just thinking before we get more travel Gordon Listening to, to Lee Griffiths Would you already have the, um, the You were full of praise for El Hamed Is it too early mm. to Bring him in for Sunday um, No I don't think it is Gordon um, You know the Today's footballer they're, they're fit They're ready to go You don't need the usual Three and four reserve games Like we used to do um, He was up to speed I thought He'd come on He looked very impressive It's just trying to keep him fit Because he is a talented Talented footballer I've got to say And if you look at Celtic With their back three just now the you certainly can get at them. You know, you're looking at Beaton I thought was probably the, the best centre back at the weekend. I thought coming out with the ball he looked very comfortable, very assured, picked the passes. Uh Julian, you never know what you're going to get with him. One minute you look up and you think he's a fantastic footballer, and next minute he's doing silly things. Ayer's a bit the same. So 
I wouldn't be surprised. And if you're going to play that formation, then I think he's got to play one of the centre-back positions. I know that he can play as a wing-back because he certainly get the, the pace and the strength to go up and down. But I would leave James Forrest out the team. And there's no way in the world he's got to leave James Forrest out against Rangers Ibrox. We're not wanting beat on Orel Hamid getting any match time at all ahead of the Euro playoff, please. That's a good point. No. Yeah. Hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I'm still thinking about the work that Jerry's doing. I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to trace him. Kevin, I've no wonder I can't get a hold of him. I've got the wrong name. Forgot him already. Yeah, Kevin just popped by later on. He says he'll stick the kettle on nine o'clock. That was Kevin in Hamilton, 01419511025. This is the perfect time for you to call because we're going to get travel with Stephen and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Here with me Gordon Duncan In tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Massive game At the bottom of the Premiership tomorrow St Mirren against Hearts Any St Mirren or Hearts fans out there Why not get in touch Let us know how you're feeling uh, Big games tonight though In the Championship Roger Yeah there are Particularly for Partick Thistle Um Aloha, the big winners at the weekend down there Queen of the South have picked up a couple of away points in the last week And the pressure again is really on Ian McCall and his players They just they, they just can't seem to get themselves out of that So a victory tonight would help It would pull them up level on points with Queen of the South Albeit it would still be bottom of the league and goal difference Regardless what Queens do up at Inverness And you know, if you look Three points to Queen of the South Six points to Aloha Eleven points to Morton mm. You know, as Hugh said at the weekend, the time is gone for Partick to rely on other teams to help them. They need to start helping themselves, and the best way to do that would be three points at home to Infernland tonight. It sounded incredibly relaxed though at the weekend. Yeah, I, I would yeah. definitely be paraphrasing, but along the lines of you know, very confident. No, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not paraphrasing. You're actually you know quoting him verbatim. He did say that, having taken the point at the United at the weekend. Um, he's an experienced manager. He knows how to manage his players to get the best out of them. And I think he's clearly now going down the line of, we've got good players, we'll get out of this, we'll be fine, rather than the other side of the coin, which is, oh, listen, we need you know, we need to suddenly try and pick up because it's been difficult and we haven't had great results. So he's trying to accentuate all the positives. But it's going to be harder and harder to accentuate positives when the results are negatives Just a bit of team news From A, a Rangers 11 that's out tonight Gordon And that's Philippe Hollander Is back involved So they're playing against Brentford B So it's obviously you know One of these mm. kind of um, Development squad friendlies If you like But the, the name that just Jumped out straight away Was Philippe Hollander Rangers defence has been Much criticised recently Well okay I was going to put it a bit more mm-hmm. um, Diplomatically Much criticised um, Stephen Gerrard mentioned Philippe Hollander Talking about being desperate To get him back you play for the development team on Tuesday. That does that bring you into contention yeah. for Sunday? Yeah, yeah, it brings you into contention for Sunday. Yeah, um, depends. They'll probably look at tonight, maybe seventy minutes, Gordon. Sometimes that happens just to get them a bit of game time. Um, and if he comes through that um, with no no problems at all, I think he will definitely be in the squad because I I do think they miss him because at the back with the two centre halves and I don't care their parents just now. They're not good enough Yeah Jordan Jones plays as well He came on And looked quite lively At the weekend Barker as well But I think that the obvious standout there is Philippe Pilander Roger Yeah well the manager said A couple of weeks ago He we can't wait to get him back 
Um, and I think that maybe, as Dan has hinted, says more about the defenders who have been in the team rather than, you know, Philip Hollander having been outstanding when he was in the team earlier on. He's just been better than Katic and Edmondson. So whether or not he comes through this tonight, hopefully he'll come through it and he can get back into the team at some stage. I'm not so sure whether either Thursday or Sunday will be too soon because he has been out for a period of time. 01419511025. Let's speak to Andy, who's a Rangers fan from Finiston. Hi, Andy. How are we doing, guys? All right. Not bad, Andy. A couple of wee quick points. I am just going to ask the guys. I I really think Rangers need more leadership in the park. You know, and I was just thinking, who? I mean, I thought Steve Davis is captain because I think he's been there. He's done it all. Because sometimes you watch, you know, you see him playing. There's nobody really no getting in about the player but having a bad game or helping them. What do the guys think about that? First of all, well, everybody. Seems to jump in this bandwagon about Tavernier not being the Rangers captain, shouldn't be the Rangers captain. Steven Gerrard was the captain of Liverpool, so he must see the qualities in Tavernier to make him the captain of the club. Uh, whether he's changed his mind, that I don't know. Um, just now, I think that would be a very difficult one for him to turn around and take the captaincy off him. I don't think that would do the player any good at all, Gordon. He's come in for a lot of criticism lately, Tavernier. Um, I just think that. It's responsibility As a player You don't need an armband To take responsibility You know In the middle of the park You can get Steve Davis As an experienced player He can take responsibility In there Ryan Jack Obviously he's injured just now Can take responsibility You've got an experienced Goalkeeper at the back That can go out there And organise his back four And take the responsibility So you don't need an armband To say Listen I'm the ca- I keep going back to Celtic Scott Brown's a terrific Captain Terrific leader for them But when he's not there They give the armband to McGregor Now McGregor's not a Scott Brown He's not an aggressive player He's not a guy that Gets in the faces of other players When they're not playing well It's about taking responsibility Rangers will need to get away from this Well he's not a Rangers captain Because they go back to the The golfs And, and These days are gone But I think the people That are on the pitch Whether you're a centre forward Goalkeeper, wing back, whatever you may be, you've got to take the responsibility on the pitch. Yeah, I don't think there's a, there's a standout alternative to James Tavernier in the squad, but it, it, you're absolutely right. It's about leadership, it's about responsibility. You go back to the last Rangers team that won a league championship in 2011, does David Weir was the captain. But look through the team, you know, they had Lee McCulloch there, they had Stephen Naismith there, they had Stephen Davis and his pomp, if you like. They had Alan McGregor there as well. They had people like Sasa Papaj. Right throughout the team, there were people willing to take responsibility, willing to lead, willing to do their own bit. And at the minute, I think that's one of the biggest problems in the Rangers squad. They don't have enough guys willing to stand up and do that. What do you think, Andy? I know they're, I know they're coming for you, but I still, still think we, you know, we need somebody... I don't. I, I just Steve Davis for me would be, you know. But but when uh, you when you say that, Andy, do you mean that you think right now, today, tomorrow, Stephen Gerrard can make that decision and that has a material impact for the rest of the season, or do you just mean, you know, generally going forward, something that's maybe readdressed in the summer? I would have possibly could do that. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I know the boys are saying about take armbands off, something that might dent his confidence, but it shouldn't really. You know, what I mean, he, he he understands what what being a Rangers player is and being a captain but to me sometimes he doesn't quite do enough shouting and balling and you no know, like years ago as the boys were saying about golf and John Gregg and players like that you know what I mean uh, to me he doesn't do enough of that but what about Derek's confidence I don't know the boys say that I possibly might but he, sh- he should be professional enough to go no 
Fair enough. See, yeah, I look at Andy. Sorry, I look at uh, Davis for instance. I don't see that. You, you're looking for someone that's going to, you know, the 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 balling and shouting and dragging people about. I can't see that in Davis. I don't see that in Davis's. Which that, you don't necessarily need either. Exactly, Gordon. I just think that forget this armband. The guys on the pitch have got to take more responsibility and help each other round about, drag each other along. And if you're playing, for instance, if you're playing two strikers and you're having a bad game, you're hoping your partner beside you is saying, do you know what, come on, I'll drag you through this. It's the same in the middle of the park, it's the same at the back with the defenders and the goalkeeper. I just, I think we need to get away from this bawling and shouting. It's not going to help. What was your other point tonight, Andy? Just a quick one, it was just a... I seen a photo uh, Morelos in the photo uh, the paper last week. He's right, a big smile on his face. Now I wish somebody would take that photo and large it, put it above his locker and dress him. Go, listen, we man, you're playing for Rangers. Smile, be happy, and go and do what you do best because he just looks so unhappy. And you know, what I mean, it was good to see him in that photo, a big smile. I'm going. I wish he'd just get back to where he was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, I, I get where Andy's coming from. Whether he's smiling or not, probably. <laughs> Doesn't really matter But what he's not doing Is scoring goals Roger And not performing yeah, I, The way he was And it just leads to a whole Ongoing Never ending debate About why And you've now got People analysing His body language His facial expressions His body shape And so on And Do you get the feeling He just needs a You know What's the old cliche One off the backside To, to maybe lift a bit of that yeah, Weight I, off his shoulders I, I do think the two things are linked The lack of goals And the look of unhappiness If you like And he's not unique in that you saw the watch the Leicester game last night. I don't think Jamie Vardy had scored for Leicester in the year twenty twenty. Was on the bench, wasn't himself. Has you know he's had injury issues as well. Looked kind of miserable sitting on the bench. He gets sent on after an hour by Brendan Rodgers. Scores two goals. He's suddenly the Premier League's top goal scorer, and he looks as fresh and vibrant as he ever has at thirty three. So I think if Morelos was to score a goal against Leverkusen on Thursday. Was to score a goal And end this Hoodoo Jinx Drought Whatever you want to call it Against Celtic on Sunday You would see a different Morelos Not only would you see The smiley face That Andy talks about But all the chat about him You know Looking chunky Looking overweight That would all disappear as well Because Listen Some guys like myself Are just big boned Gordon Okay mm. That's his excuse And he's sticking yeah. to it yeah. If one comes off his backside He'll burst in it Gordon <laughs> Hey Roger uh, John is on Twitter At Clyde SSB John says Morelos' dipping form Reminds me of Marco Negri Rangers players owe fans And themselves a performance They have the ability Time to stand up and deliver Concentration Desire Bravery On the ball Will get the result on Thursday Says John on Twitter 01419511025 That's the number you need right now For this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, your chance to win a signed ball if you can get more questions right than Gordon DL or Roger Hanna. 01419511025. You have to call us quickly because the lines close at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna's here, Gordon DL is alongside him And they're waiting for you to get in touch 01419511025 We kicked off hearing the inside track And what Bayer Leverkusen will pose to Rangers We've heard from Lee Griffiths ahead of the big game at Ibrox on Sunday Still lots more to cover St Mirren and Hearts fans Still waiting for you To get in touch About that massive game In Paisley On Wednesday 
And we're going to talk Billy Gilmore There's been a huge clamour for him to be named in Stevie Clark's Scotland squad Following recent impressive appearances for Chelsea But today he's been named in Scott Gemmell's under-21 squad What do you make of it? Let us know and we could be speaking to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time Gordon DL and Roger minus one Hannah Already one of them Is up against John from Greenock tonight How are you John? Not bad mate, how are you? Are you like everyone else in a Tuesday John Who just hopes to avoid Roger Hanna? Ah yes, I hope I, hope I get caught in yeah, John, John, you've been on before, have you not? I had a call, they were calling Johnny Pash Ah, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't put you off, John. You've come back for a second. Nah, it doesn't put me off. Right, I'm, just getting, I'm just getting a build up for Sunday. I'm just right. getting, getting into a swing, it no. All right, yeah. okay. We'll toss the coin heads. You're up against Roger Tails. You're up against Gordon DL. And is actually Tails. Oh, a rematch. Gordon DL. Up against John from Greenock. So let me give you something else to listen to. Can you still hear me? That's not a good sign. He's very honest. Still hear me? Can't hear Clyde too? Right, okay. Look, I love the honesty though, Roger. I keep hearing you. Because he could be... I can, yeah. Yeah, it's very honest of him. He's giving me the thumb up now. There we go. He could have been listening in to your answers there, John, but we've got him. He can't hear us anymore. He's always cheating. I know he is. He really is, to be fair. Right, you've got 30 seconds, John, head to head, and you can pass. Are you ready? Right. How many points are Celtic on in the Premiership? Uh, 47 I think Name any of the games Taking place in the Scottish Championship This evening Bash. Who is the last Non-Scottish manager Of Aberdeen uh, Who did James McCarthy Join from Hamilton In 2009 uh, Which former Rangers keeper Also represented Scotland at cricket uh, Which Scottish Premiership manager Has signed his son Until the end of the season Pass again Have a run Johnny pass strikes again Let's bring Gordon DL back Gordon can you hear us? Yes Great same set of questions to you You ready? Go John is much better this time yeah, he's, he's obviously been away Working hard in his game Studying up You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay How many points are Celtic on in the Premiership? Oh 80 Name one match Any one match taking place in the Scottish Championship tonight Partick and Dunfermline Who was the last non-Scottish manager of Aberdeen? Uh, pass Who did James McCarthy join from Hamilton in 2009? Crystal Palace Which former Rangers goalie also Whatever. represented Scotland at cricket? Andy Gorham Which Scottish Premiership manager has signed his son until the end of the season? Uh, Robinson, Motherwell Which Scott was in the 94-95 PFA Team of the Year whilst playing for Blackburn? Well, playing for Blackburn Quickly uh, Time's up too McGrew, late. I don't know who? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> McCann was Evan, wasn't it? No. It was, was it? Wigan, but we'll get to that. Oh, uh, yeah. John, what do you I, think? I mean, you passed most of them again, didn't you? As long as it's not 7 1, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> did, you, did you beat 7 1 the last time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what's happening here Right uh, Let's go through and find out the damage First one How many points are Celtic on in the Premiership? You're a Celtic fan John Yet you've just taken 33 points off them They're on uh, I'm only turning around the other way John's easily amused 
Uh, they are on 80 points You got it right on the nose Well done See you later John Hang up mate uh, Name any of the matches Taking place in the championship This evening Let's be honest He only knows this Roger Because you told him At the exactly. last break he, exactly. he, he said to me at 5-7 to seven, What there's games In the championship tonight <laughs> Partick Dunfermline Dundee Air Inverness Queen of the South So you got Partick Dunfermline 2-0 To Gordon DL <laughs> Who was the last Non-Scottish manager Of Aberdeen <laughs> Who was it Was it Ebscov now It was Gone all the way back Nah, I wouldn't, that. That. Yeah. I wouldn't have got that uh, Who did James McCarthy hold join? Hold on, hold on Did John get that? No, he did not <laughs> uh, John get the end <laughs> Honestly Who did James McCarthy join from Hamilton Wigan. in 2009? It was Wigan Yeah, I think John said Crystal Palace Which is kind of Give him a point uh, You said Everton I can see the thinking No, he said Crystal Palace I said Crystal Palace as oh, well did you? Uh, Well, it was Wigan So it's still 2-0 to you So you mean You're sounding a bit cocky For someone who's only 2-0 up Oh it's easy what if John <laughs> Well I'm playing John uh, Which former Rangers keeper Also represented Scotland At cricket It was Andy Gorham John got it But so did you And which Scottish Premiership manager Has signed his son Until the end of the season It is Stephen Robinson He's signed Harry yep. Who left Oldham in January Bonus question for you You obviously got it wrong What, what did you say For the last one I said Charlie Mulgrew. In the 94-95 PFA team of the year I don't know man. Who's, who's black I don't know Colin Henry Oh I never got him I, I, I didn't really need it Did I right, John, John gets it Give him three points John you got one The same as the last time But it is an improvement Because Gordon only got four I'm just staying a lap Around the lawn Around my football park I just need to get one point <laughs> <laughs> so John, bomb, just getting in the mood for Sunday mate Just getting in the mood for Sunday right. oh, I right. settle in the mood <laughs> Wow That was John and Greenock Who got one this <laughs> <laughs> well, It was John's laugh Just kept setting me off He got one It's dastardly and mutley All over again isn't it Well I wasn't going to say that So I'm glad that you did Right 01419511025 Back to the very very serious Football stuff Billy Gilmore Talk to me Player Got to say that uh, I know what it's early in his career Gordon Two games Liverpool And obviously Who was it? Everton <laughs> Everton uh, I thought he was absolutely Brilliant against Everton I've got to say Never gives a ball away Looks for that forward pass Just sits in You know in front of the back Four uh, Always looks like he's got Loads of time on the ball Which is a sign of a good footballer um, very clever player, Gordon, and it's going to be interesting to you know everybody's saying about you know the call up. He's in the under twenty one squad. Will they call him mm. up to the full squad? Because the way the boy's gone, and I know that we don't want to get carried away. The boy's got to be left to keep going and keep learning his trade. And he obviously is a humble lad. I, I, I listened to his interview after the game. Uh, I just think he's a. He's a fantastic footballer right, The question Sorry Roger Just the question for the listeners on the phone Is very simple What do you make of today's news That Billy Gilmore has been named In the under 21 squad Is that a mistake for you? Would you have just kept him aside altogether And put him in the A squad? Or do you think it's the right call? Give him a bit more time at that level And call him up in the near future Tell us right now 01419511025 Maybe there is a middle ground Roger Is there still a possibility That he does get named in Stevie Clark's squad yeah. Or does that look unlikely for no, you? No I, I think there's definitely a possibility Steve Clark doesn't name his team for another week His squad I should say for another week Next Tuesday um, Another weekend of games And I think he'll want to see that You know his first choice midfielders The Callum McGregors The Scott McTominay's These kind of guys emerge from the weekend unscathed 
Um, could John McGinn play for Villa at the weekend? Could he be in the squad? Could he be ready? The game's not for another 16 days. Potentially the final isn't for another three weeks tonight. So could McGinn be involved? So I think he'll take a decision next Monday night as to whether or not he needs Billy Gilmer in the senior squad. Let us know what you think right now on the phones. Scotland manager Steve Clark is happy at the moment for Billy Gilmore to be named in the under 21s. There has been an obvious clamour for the midfielder to be involved for these playoffs. He's 18 and he is in Scott Gemmell's squad for now for this month's. They've got qualifiers of their own. And the under 21 coach says he's happy to have him for now. Steve, right now, is happy for Billy to be selected for the under 21s. But as is the same with all the players, at any moment that can change. Uh, the last time we played, Steve Corden took Ryan Porteous. Um, it's the same for all the players, of course can happen to them at any time and we've got a big responsibility to to make that happen for them and help th- help that happen for them. We've all got a responsibility to to help Billy and all the other players uh, really maximize their potential and Billy's recent performances have in my opinion gone a huge way to confirming his talent that we've all spoken about but I think that a- applies to all the young players where just helping them really maximise the opportunity and push towards playing at full international level. James is in East Kilbride. What's your take on this one, James? Hey, guys. Um, it's a no-brainer for me. You know, it gets called up to the Scotland squad in a heartbeat if I'm the manager. You know, this mentality, I don't know if it's just a, a Scottish thing that we think, you know, you know, let's um, let's just wait and not be too quick and, and let them bed in. I just hate that. I think some people have just got it. You know, natural talent, they're ready to play with the best. And he's proved that. You know, he's playing with Chelsea, Premier League, played against Liverpool. And a team that, obviously, Chelsea beat Liverpool. You know, this boy's ready. He's playing in the biggest league, one of the biggest leagues in the world, against one of the best teams in the world. Way, again, one of the best teams in the world, Chelsea. You know, they still are. Um, I think put him in, he's ready. Definitely worth the call-up. Um, you know, other countries have done it. You know, look at England with Rooney and you know Walcott, other types of young players. These other countries, you know, if they're ready, they put them in. I don't see why Scotland should be any different. I think uh, there's a case certainly to bring him into the squad, going uh, because with the ability the boy's got, he's got to be a part of uh, many Scotland squads in the future. Um, whether he plays in that game or not is completely different. It would depend on. How Steve Clark looks at the game tactically Formation I think that Sitting in front of the back four Picking that ball up Especially at home As I watched him at the weekend He, he seldom gives the ball away He's got his head up He knows where the pass is going he's, he's a very clever player He makes very very good runs indeed I would have no qualms whatsoever And bring them into the squad The only thing I would say Roger In terms of, of separating those two issues For what it's worth Nobody really cares what I think I'd pick him as well, right? So I want I want to make that that clear, but but just to, to scale down some of the reaction a bit, and, and James has given us a flavour of it. I'm sure you've seen it in social media. This sort of jumping to, to a wider problem that this is something we do in Scotland, and, and and we always hold players back, and this is so typical of the SFA or, or so typical of Scotland. I'm not really sure that stuff is true. Kieran Tierney was capped at 18, having never played for the under 21s. Oliver Burke was capped at 18, having played. A handful of games in the English lower league So I'm not sure we as a nation do it It just so happens that in this occasion There's a decision to be made And we don't know if Stevie Clark will make the one Which would please fans like James on the line 
Yeah, but listen, forget the 21s. No, no disrespect to Scott Gemmell or the players who have been picked today. The sole purpose of the 21s is to prepare young footballers for senior international football. And sometimes you get exceptions. You get guys who can actually leapfrog the 21s. And yeah, come like Kieran Tierney did. Yeah. Now, I don't see a downside in calling Billy Gilmer into the senior squad. Even if you've no intention of starting Billy Gilmer against Israel in a couple of weeks' time, Daz is right, Billy Gilmer's going to be a central figure for Scotland for many years to come. So, where is the downside in calling up saying, listen Billy, I'm going to be loyal to the guys I've got instead of playoffs, the McTominays, the McGregors, the Armstrongs, the Flex, all these guys. But what I want you to do is, I want you to come in and I want you to meet these guys, I want you to train with these guys. Come and meet Alec Dyer and Stephen Reid and Stephen Woods, the backroom team. Come and see what the setup's like. Hopefully, you'll travel to Norway or Serbia with us for a final and see what it, you know, what you make of it all. Come and, you know, show a bit of yourself to us as well Because in years to come, Billy You're going to be with us going forward I don't see a downside to calling him up James? Yeah, yeah I agree with that, definitely I think, you know, as the guys There is a loyalty there that, you know uh, Clark has to show to the guys that's got him there But again, as fans that we are You know, if if we don't make it Then loyalty is nothing Because, you know, we'll turn around and then say Oh you know, we should put them in and all that sort of stuff. It's just the way we work as fans. But I think definitely, you know, as uh, as the guys are saying, get them into the squad, get them training, and and have them there as a as definitely a backup. You know, you know what it's like with the Scotland squad these days. Last minute injury call offs, all that sort of stuff. You know, for him to be there and ready to go, I think he'd thrive on it. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, sometimes it's it's pretty simple. You say if he's one of your best players, you get him in, and you, mm-hmm. you don't worry about anything else. It does if you. Think about it though Highlight some of the challenges About international football management It is different Where I wonder if Stevie Clark Had been And we don't know If we'll be in the, the, the final squad yet But I'm just Sort of getting ahead of ourselves The last few months Stevie Clark's life Will have been consumed by Building up to this Israel game And probably in his head He was Thinking about Using all the guys He had worked with before mm-hmm. Put it this way Billy Gilmore aside Do you think we'll see Anyone in Stevie Clark's squad For the first time? Probably not no. It's probably going to be All guys he's worked with Before mm-hmm. all of a sudden Billy Gilmore Bursts onto the scene Performs Unbelievably well I wonder if there is a thought In, in Stevie Clark's head About this Idea of, of working With the guys That he's, he's had previously I think that will be I think that um, Stevie Clark Will probably Look just now And be planning Gordon If everyone's fit He'll have his team Probably in his mind How he's going to play What system he's going to play how he's going to get the ball from the goalkeeper to the front man, how he's going to try and create chances, how he's going to win this game. He'll have played the game over in his mind a hundred times because it's that important. Billy Gilmore all of a sudden has just jumped onto the scene. I do think it would be very wise of Stevie Clark just to say, yep, yeah, okay, we're not going to play the boy unless emergencies. And if there were emergencies and there were a right few injuries, I would have no qualms of putting the boy in the starting because I think he'd be able to handle it. But I think it would be a great idea, as Roger touched on all the points, get him in there, get him to look at the scene, get him getting used to, you know, the the, the, the top uh, international football, how the preparation, how they go about their business, get them knowing the coaching staff. I think it'd be a positive move for him. James, is that what makes this, this clamour so strong to, to get him in? Because as Gordon says, he just seems like a guy who wouldn't be faced, even if you had to pitch him straight in the... He just doesn't look like he'd be flustered by it. No, I don't think so. As I say, the whole fact that you know he is doing it in a you know in the Premier League against your Liverpool's and, and stuff like that, you know, up against a, 
again, no disrespect to these nations, a, a Cyprus and an Israel or you know teams like that, it, it shouldn't phase them, no matter what age he is, how much experience he's got in the national side. Um, you know, look what he's uh, playing and what he's doing there. I think that's that's mm. proof in the pudding. Good man, that was James and East Kilbride. Breaking news for you tonight: Bayer Leverkusen confirm there will be no fans at the Europa League clash with Rangers in Germany. We suggested it earlier on, Roger. A statement's gone on the German club's website. Uh, my German is non-existent, but if you click that handy we translate button, it tells you that that game will be played behind closed doors. Yeah, they're just following. Um, we spoke about it earlier on when the darts in Leverkusen was cancelled. They're just following the recommendation of the local <coughs> government in West Rhine uh, over there. It's it's where the the worst outbreak of coronavirus is in Germany at the minute. They're trying to limit. Travel in and out of the mm. district the Local government have banned any gatherings Of a thousand or more people Clearly it would be tens of thousands in the Bay Arena A week on Thursday night for the second leg They are now going to play behind closed doors I think there's a league game coming up against Ferder Bremen That will also be behind closed doors The local derby in that region Between Dortmund and Schalke Also falls into that category As does Bruce mentioned Gladbach's next home game So no Rangers fans will be admitted to the Bay Arena Tickets will be fully reimbursed and it's now up to the supporters to decide what they do That's massive news Rangers fans Anyone out there planning on heading over Anyone who had booked the flights Booked the accommodation Maybe had a ticket for the match Let's hear from you after that breaking news tonight That that game will be played behind closed doors Give us a call 01419511025 Let's squeeze in another one just now though Mark is a St Mirren fan from Paisley How nervous or otherwise are you ahead of tomorrow Mark? Uh, yes, I think this is probably one of the biggest games that St Mirren have had to face in a long, long time. I know we can't go bottom of the league mathematically, but um, it's all about form. After what Hamlin's done in the last week or so, beating Rangers, beating Kilmarnock, they seem to have pulled herself out of the mire. We're only one point behind with a game in hand, but I would like to know what the panel's thoughts are on the game tomorrow. And if I was going to stick a fiver on a team, who would I bet? Oh, I wouldn't listen to these two. Please, mm. gambling responsibly, that's the message from this show and you won't get it off, off these guys. Uh, and Hugh Evans is, of course, still banned. From making his match predictions Mark makes some Interesting points Roger See if you're down there You don't want to be down there With Hamilton Because they, they've, they've been there and, and done it numerous times But this one tomorrow Between St Mirren and Hearts What do you think? Well it, it's a huge game And all of a sudden St Mirren and Ross County Have been pulled right back into it You see when St Mirren won at Motherwell A couple of midweeks ago You suddenly saw a little bit of daylight Between them and the bottom two that daily is gone completely with Hamilton taking six points in four days. Hearts have perked up with that Derby win last midweek. A, a hard fought point against Motherwell at the weekend. So it, it, it's getting really tight. Hamilton there now 27 points. Well, Ross County 29, Hamilton 27, St Mirren 26, Hearts 23. If Hearts were to win the game in Paisley, that's one point between the bottom three teams and only three points to Ross County. Suddenly, it really is a relegation scrap that's taken on almost half, well, almost all of the bottom six. I mean, Hearts go into it, Gordon, having beaten Rangers, having beaten Hibs, and then they get a home point mm. against Motherwell. So, I mean, they're in decent form. 
Jim Goodwin clearly having to then adopt a very different game plan You go to Celtic Park It's damage limitation You're now at home against your relegation rivals That's a completely different challenge Yeah and I think Jim had this game in mind uh, Because when he knew the game at Celtic Park was finished Gordon he made some substitutions Took off some important players Obviously looking at uh, tomorrow night against Hearts I've, I've got a feeling that we're talking about Hearts We're talking about St Man. I've seen enough Hamilton did you say they're, They do it season in season out I think the the team that's in real trouble is Ross County I think Ross County are a very very poor side uh, And if Hearts can go to St Man tomorrow night And get three points And continue this good run um, I think they'll be okay um, I really do think Ross County will be the ones that will suffer because I look at the squads I looked at St Mirren at the weekend The one thing about them I know they lost five goals But you're playing against Celtic at Celtic Park And you know There's better teams than St Mirren went there and lost five goals And they look well organised Gordon They just don't have the same ability as the players that Celtic have got in their squad So it's got to be a real cracker tomorrow I, I think it's a huge game for Ross County on Saturday at home to Hamilton Because They've got eight games left in the league season, Ross County. And by a quirk of the fixtures, all eight are against teams in the bottom mm-hmm. six. You know, the, the last three games yeah, before the split, split yeah. and then the post-split. So they're against all of their rivals. If they were to win at home to Hamilton, it gives them, buys them that little bit of breathing space again. If they lose at home to Hamilton on Saturday, I agree with you, they're in the thick of it. Where does the, any of the confidence come from, Mark? Are you looking at those, you know, multiple games recently, they would be the, the sort of high points performance-wise, would they not? Beating Aberdeen, I think, uh, it's been a long time. Um, again, we've we've given everybody a game. We've been very hard to break down. And again, I think when the split comes forever, the last four or five days, uh, five games, sorry, Whatever it happens to be, I think we could take every confidence because we are a hard team to beat. Yeah, it certainly looks that way at the moment. Thank you to Mark in Paisley. Going to be a huge game uh, tomorrow night. Let's take a breather and then we'll want to hear your thoughts. Rangers fans, were you planning on going to Leverkusen? You've just been told the game is going to be behind closed door. Breaking news this evening. Give us your reaction to that. 01419511025. We'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna here. Breaking news this evening by Leverkusen have announced that next Thursday's game with Rangers will be played behind closed doors. So, Rangers fans, were you planning on heading over? Do you know someone who is planning on heading over? Give us a call right now. And let us know your thoughts 01419511025 Already getting some reaction on Twitter Cammy says it is what it is Hopefully BA cancel the flights So we get a refund No going over there to watch it in a pub Says Cammy. So Cammy's already um, Having to digest that news But Roger like We mentioned it earlier on It's not entirely surprising well, No listen Society is entering uncharted territory In terms of the coronavirus restrictions um, The nation of Italy is in quarantine at the minute Sporting events across the continent are being played behind closed doors. All Italian sports off for the entirety of the month of March. I think the Liga in Spain is behind closed doors for at least the next fortnight. The Republic of Ireland's qualifier with Slovakia will be behind closed doors. And the Israeli squad that is coming to Scotland have cancelled pre-match training schedules because it's impossible for players to play out with Israel to get in and back out of the country with the restrictions mm. in Israel at the minute. 
um, and do not be surprised if there are restrictions in terms of domestic games in this country being played behind closed doors before the end of the season. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, as the saying goes. Let's give you tonight's teaser. As always, it's a John Smith special oh. on a Tuesday. It's a very difficult... I don't think it's as difficult as it has been, though, okay. if that's of any comfort to you whatsoever. Can you name the last 11 Scotsmen to score for Celtic in an old firm game, mm-hmm. but they've never been capped? So can you name the last 11 Scotsmen to score for Celtic in an old firm game but they've never been capped? This is the point, Gordon, where you go Lee Griffiths, Callum McGregor, James Forrest and yeah. I have to explain to you that they've <laughs> been capped Brown. and therefore they um, don't count. Yeah, 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 okay. Right, the only thing I will tell you to kick us off is we're going back a bit. Don't worry about anything remotely like the current squad or even the one before that. Somebody or one before like Burchill, but he was capped, wasn't he? <laughs> Do you know what though It's not the worst oh. attempt That could have been worse It's wrong He he, he, he has been capped Right okay But I ah, Well I did answer a question I said it's not virtual He's been capped So I've ruled him out Roger for you We need one to start us off here Right we're, we are going back What about Owen Archdeacon Yes Owen Archdeacon 1987 Well done I mean Gordon 87 The beauty of this is These are all your era I would say John Halpin <laughs> No <laughs> Remember him? No, I know he was sent off And then got a reprieve Did he Jerry Craney to- Tony Shepard Jerry Craney is one Well done Is oh, he? Yeah Brilliant 92 uh, What did you say Tony Shepard? No Paul McGugan Yes 1986 Well done Told you it wasn't that hard Who was that Paul who? McGugan Big centre half Oh, I remember Lex Bailey ever score in an old firm game? No Alright, we'll leave it there We've got Jerry Craney, Owen Archdeacon, Paul McGugan This is a tough one Let's see what you're made of on Twitter on this one 11 Scotsmen to score for Celtic in an old firm game But they've never been capped Let's hear from John Who is a Rangers fan From Guruk Was supposed to be heading to Leverkusen What do you make of that breaking news tonight, John? Uh, a bit glitching to be honest But I'm still, still going to head over to the boys, no? Did you, did you did you did you kind of expect it, John? Was it something I'm sure you and your your mates have been discussing it in the last couple of days? Back my mind, I but I didn't So the plans don't change too much. You're still going to go over and try and enjoy the the experience. Uh, over. A few beers, I think that um, is, a, is an understatement. Please drink responsibly, mm-hmm. John. That would be remiss of me not to remind you, um, Gordon. Uh, for us, you know, we just we just sort of focus on the the football fan aspect. It is a shame. It's a shame for John. It's a shame for anyone who's already booked up. Sometimes you get yourself in a situation where there's not much more you can do. There's a bigger picture at play, and you have to respect it. Yeah, not just a shame for supporters. Obviously, um, you know, they're booked in advance, Gordon. They're looking forward to the trip. Uh, it's a shame for the players as well. Um, playing behind closed doors, atmosphere, nothing there. Um, so it does affect you a little bit um, But I'm sure John will not be the only Ranger supporter That decides I'm going to make a few days of it Go over there And uh, as John says Enjoy a, a, a one or two refreshments And watch the game And hope that his team can progress John are you of the view that If you're going to have games disrupted in this fashion I.e. playing behind closed doors That they actually shouldn't go ahead at all or are you quite con- are you quite content to let games go ahead behind closed doors? Oh, well, I'm not sure. I think uh, the 
bit of tough one, you know, because they can't they can't disrupt it too much. But it's it's not the same without the fans, you know. Yeah, I mean, Roger, we put our hands up at the very start of the show. At no point will I attempt to be an expert on this. No one in here should. But just from a football perspective, that really is the next debate, isn't it? That's the one that we can get involved in. This is the first time we've seen a Scottish club affected. Although we don't want to see too much disruption, a lot of people are now speaking out and saying, well, if you have to do it behind closed doors, maybe the game shouldn't go ahead yeah, at all. And, and listen, John's right, it's not the same without the fans. I saw a bit of Juventus against Inter Milan and Serie A on Sunday night. Um, a huge game involving two of the three teams pushing for the Serie A title. And it looked like a kickabout in a public park because the supporters weren't there. There was none of the energy in the stadium, none of the noise in the stadium. The vibrancy you'd be used to for a game of, of you know, it's a derby of Italy, if you like. Um, so it wasn't the same. But these games will take place. Um, the playoffs, the international playoffs at the end of the month will take place because UEFA will make them take place. The, the playoffs, you know, we spoke about Slovakia versus the Republic of Ireland behind closed doors. I think Northern Ireland against Bosnia. Ticket sales for that game were suspended today. The games will take place because UEFA need them to take place in order for the Euros to take place in the summer. And I think it's the same in terms of Champions League games, majority of which over the next couple of weeks will be behind closed doors and Europa League games because UEFA will dictate the fixtures are fulfilled mm. in order to have a Champions League winner and a Europa League winner at the end of the season. Do you foresee then a knock-on effect for the home leg? I mean, it's only it's in two days' time, but, you know... I... I can't remember off the top of my head what what the current figures are in, in Germany, but if that's a, a particular concern, would is it a concern to let fans from that part of Germany come here? Um, I, I, listen, I think the horse may have bolted in terms of that. You, you look across the other side of Germany, in East Germany, and they take, tonight Tottenham are playing Leipzig. Leipzig in the East is not as badly affected in Germany by coronavirus as the area where Leverkusen is where Dortmund is, where München Gladbach and Bremen are in the, the west of the country. So that's why that area has been subject of stricter government restrictions, if you like. Um, fortunately, so far, Scotland hasn't been hit by the severest number of cases. Um, were that to change, you could see games <coughs> here being played behind closed doors. Fortunately, so far, that's not the case. I liked how you just sat back and let Roger take the uh, German he, geography section of the show. Was, Anything you want to add about... He, he was soft now, teaser. I totally agree with Roger. Yeah. Every word he said. I didn't listen, I'm too busy trying to get... Yeah, he's doing the teaser. I'm getting the teaser going here. John and Guruk, thanks for taking the time to call us tonight. Hopefully you managed to enjoy your trip. Um, come home safely. That was John and Guruk, whose plans have been thrown into disarray after that breaking news tonight that by Leverkusen against Rangers will be played behind closed doors. Let's take another call from Eddie, who is a Celtic fan from Curlook. Hi, Eddie. How are you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Okay. Uh, I was just phoning about the game on Sunday. Obviously, Celtic haven't played very well the last couple of old firm games, albeit they were... Uh, they managed to get a, a good result in the cup final. I'm, I'm just saying how they're going. How they're going to line up on Sunday. One of the thoughts I had was I thought that uh, Greg Taylor, I think, has been a wee bit ineffective the last couple of weeks. Uh, when he first came into the team, he was kind of bombing up and down the wing and getting the delivery into the boxes. I've noticed that kind of slowed down a wee bit. And likewise, uh, James Forrest. A lot of people are maybe saying that he's perhaps not been his he's most effective best down the right. So I noticed that he actually played quite well on the left when it was switched around at uh, Livingston last week. So I was wondering what you were thinking about Forrest on the left, uh, Frimpong on the right, and then bringing El Hamed back into the 
the, the back line. I just think that would probably be um, a, a really good uh, side against Rangers on Sunday. I just wanted to know your thoughts. Yeah, I think, Eddie, I think Neil Lennon will have plenty of options. Um, I totally agree with you uh, with Taylor. I think he struggled a little bit at Livingston. He got he get subbed after about six odd minutes, maybe round about that. Um, I watched him at the weekend. Uh, he doesn't seem suited to the wing back position for me. I think he's better than a flat back four, Gordon. Frimpong gives you bags of energy, bags of pace going up and down there. El Hamed, I would certainly consider. I think he for is the back a, three. Yeah, I think he's a a very decent player. I think the good thing about him as well is he gives a bit of pace as well with Ayer. Um, you know, it would allow Celtic to push high up the pitch and, and try to win the midfield battle, close Rangers in a little bit, not worried about balls over the top because they certainly can shift these guys. Um, I, w- I don't think Greg Taylor will play at Ibrox, but I certainly know Forrest will. Whether he plays in the left or the right, I think, I don't really know what way he's going to go, but I certainly think he'll go 3-5-2. Yeah, I think he'll go 3-5-2. I think he'll stick with the back three that's there, and I don't think Hamid will start. I think Forrest will start in the right. I think you might see Johnny Hayes back in. He likes Johnny Hayes for games like this. He came off the bench and scored at Ibrox at the start of the season, if you remember. Taylor... Has hit a little bit of patchy form. I can't see Bolingoli being parachuted back in. He's he's well out of the picture. So if there was going to be a change from from that side to beat St Mirren comprehensively at the weekend, don't be surprised if it's Hayes for Taylor. What else have you got for us tonight, Eddie? No, I just uh, I think we obviously need to up. We're, I think Rangers are there for the taking. They've also got their eye on um, the the games in Europa League and rightly so. I, I think. Um, if we managed to get a result at Ibrox and then the the only other kind of dodgy one was at Easter Road, if we can get those two wrapped up, then I think we're home and dry and we can start concentrating on the, the Scottish Cup. Yeah, I think, what was the, the, the number yesterday I read, Roger? Five games away from the title, ultimately Celtic are, but that can then change yeah, I would imagine because yeah, they play can, Rangers and head to head so so that, that that can change but it is getting that close Gordon I don't think there's any doubt about that I think you did have a second point Eddie I just want you to be able to squeeze it in before we go <clears throat> yeah, do you know what? I can't even remember what the second point was <laughs> just make it up mate see I've got this screen when you speak to producer Andy he writes a wee message sometimes it doesn't make much sense this one says Eddie Celtic Kaluk and it says El Hamed back on Sunday and then it says Turnbull bid in the summer no, you refresh my mind. Uh, I was just wondering what the panel's thoughts in that were. I, I, I would quite like to see Celtic come back in from. I was gutted when they um, when they could, when they never managed to finish the deal, and uh, I think he'd be a good addition for next season. Uh, I don't know if, it, if if you think that's something that's likely to happen, or if the the bridges have been burned with that one. Well, first and foremost, it's, it's great to see the boy back, Gordon. He has a he has a very very good talent. I think everyone was gutted. I think Celtic were. The boy certainly was because he had his mindset on going to Celtic Park. Terrific move. And Motherwell, obviously, with the, the financial side of it, getting that sort of a money for a player. I'll be interested in the summer. Uh, he is back playing. He's back training now. Um, and if he produces his fo- the form that obviously you know led clubs to look at him, then I think Celtic may just get back into that market with him. I mean, Roger, the one thing that... Won't have changed I can't imagine Is the fact that Neil Lennon's a massive fan Obviously was And You would assume Still is That doesn't mean That it's an automatic That, that you know That it happens again But 
It's the same manager in charge that wanted him in the first place Yeah, when the deal broke down It didn't break down because of anything wrong between the clubs The clubs had agreed a fee I think David and his agent had agreed terms It broke down simply because of the injury So I think if the lad can prove his fitness Between now and the end of the season It wouldn't surprise me at all If the, if the deal was resurrected in the summer Because he has a player, as you say That, that Neil Lennon seems to like um, it would be a club record deal for Motherwell Very good business for Motherwell For a homegrown player um, And it's noticeable for me that You know, the land hasn't signed a contract extension at all During his rehab yep. You know, you see a, a lot of this happening I just wonder if there's almost a gentleman's agreement There between the two clubs That if David can come back Can prove his fitness and you know the, the operation is successful As it looks as if it's been Gordon They will become a Celtic player in the summer Eddie and Kerluk Thank you very much These two are looking for The last 11 Scotsmen To score for Celtic In an old firm game But they've never been capped Jerry Craney Owen Archdeacon And Paul McGugan I'm going to go for someone I played against uh, Tom McAdam Yes That's a great shout Dan uh, I think it was I'm, a fantastic shout I'm going to go for someone That Dan signed Pat McGinley No Oh, John Hughes Yes Ah oh, I signed him <laughs> Keep going Rog I'll do, I'll do that, the rest That was the wrong one I went for Wally Faulkner No oh, I'm going to go for a couple of full banks That used to take penalties back in the day Mark Reed. Yes Oh left back I had him down And Andy Lynch No Four to go We'll get in Five to go We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here And they're trying their best to tackle this question By the way, if you've got any good questions And you want to hear them on the show The address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com That's fulltime at clyde1.com So John Smith sent tonight's in He says, can you name the last 11 Scotsmen To score for Celtic in an old firm game And who've never been capped The guys are doing pretty well They've got John Hughes, Jerry Craney Owen Archdeacon, Paul McGugan, Mark Reed, and Tom McAdam. I'll just give you a flavour of what's happening on Twitter, mm. just maybe to steer you in the right direction. Tommy G has thrown some, I was going to say good guesses, but they're wrong. They're wrong so they can't be that good. Um, he says, Malky McKay. Yeah, we go with him. Um, he's not one of the answers. No, no, but we've, we've um, He also says, Mark Wilson, our very own, but he's got one cap. Don't you That's dare take it off him, Tommy. And he also says, We, Brian McLaughlin. He's oh. not one. Dixie's lunchtime strollers Says Davey Moyes But that's not one either What have you got? Uh, Billy Stark Yes Jordan McCluskey I got <laughs> you, <laughs> you did well done Thank you Three to go What about Dom Sullivan? Nope oh, What a shout that is Well It's uh, not really but Ronnie Glavin No <sighs> Paul Wilson No The three you're looking for span Early 80s To early 90s So one's Ooh. early 80s One's right in the middle And one's early, early 90s Early 80s That's when I played Who played with Celtic Reserves David Elliott Nope um, Must be a young player Who played Okay we'll leave it there You've still got plenty of time uh, We've been a bit disrupted In this second hour We were just getting into The, the old Billy Gilmore debate The breaking news From Leverkusen Which was very important And we, we started um, Focusing on that These things happen That's the beauty Of live radio But I'm, I'm just noticing back Roger so much feedback On the Billy Gilmore Situation on Twitter um, Actually A bit more balanced Than I expected Because most of the 
The feedback in the phones has been, you know, no brainer. Get him in the squad. Why is he in the under twenty ones? Um, but by chemical romance says the under twenty ones have a great chance to make their tournament. Gilmore can make a difference. He'll be introduced to the senior team for the qualifiers. In terms of midfield, we're absolutely fine. I can't say he'd start for me ahead of McGregor, McGinn, McTominay, who are all playing regularly at higher levels. His time will come. Rushing him as our saviour will do nobody any good. Yeah, well, listen, we we are well stocked in midfield, and I think that's why, as we said earlier on, he's initially in Scotland mm. game was under twenty one squad. I mean, if he um, was a centre back, for instance, or a right back, would there, there would be no debate? Is that be, fair? He'd be on the team on a striker. Yeah, he'd be yeah. on the team. But uh, I think Steve Clark wants to wait and see. But we, we don't know about John McGinn yet. Aston Villa lost last night. He wasn't in the eighteen. He's back training, doing light stuff. He hasn't played a game since I think the twentieth or twenty first of December. Ryan Jack missed the game for Rangers at the weekend with a swollen knee and is a doubt for Leverkusen and Celtic. So if there's no McGinn, if there's no Ryan Jack, if anything was to befall another one of the midfielders, I think Gilmer may well come into the squad. I don't see a downside in calling him into the squad. But if you were picking a midfield, if, if he's going to go 4-3-3 as he's tended to do, if you're picking a three, Callum McGregor surely, Scott McTominay you would fancy... And one other And I think He's more pragmatic I don't think he'd be bounced into Calling up Billy Gilmer By popular opinion Steve Clark doesn't strike me As a type you know Who changes his mind like that I think he'd be more likely To go with a Someone like Stuart Armstrong Or John Fleck As a third midfielder That's the thing Gordon You, John Fleck's having a brilliant season In the English Premier League I sometimes feel like Our relationship with Scott McTominay Up here is Is a a bit of a strange one I think maybe he would be held in higher esteem If he had been brought through one of our academies Like like Billy Gilmore, like someone else And then he had gone down south People don't seem to be taking to him Quite the way that football fans and, and pundits And managers south of the border do I mean he's, he's a mainstay yeah. in the Man United team uh, When he's fit He's one of their most important players He's played Champions League football He's played in all of Man United's big games Yet some people are still not sure they would have him in the Scotland team. Yeah, and he came on, he came on to the pitch on Sunday against us and scored a terrific goal, Gordon. Uh, the second one. Um, I think he's a very good player. Uh, I, I agree with Roger. I think, and you said it there, you touched on it. I think Fleck, uh, every time I watch him now, I think he's improved so much. So Billy Gilmore has got a lot of uh, competition in front of him. Where I do agree with you, if he was a... Centre back just now I think he'd be right in He'd be in the team Never mind the squad But I do think that It would be an advantage Bringing him in To You know Just Get the experience Of being about The the, the big squad I really do I think it would help him Because As a young player You know We used to At 16 I travelled with The Rangers first team And just sitting there Watching how they prepared Everything About it In the dressing room And And just Gives you that Desire to say I want to be involved in this So I, I think it would be a good idea To bring him in the squad I don't think he'll play him Do you agree with Roger though Or do you differ Do you think that, that There is still a chance You don't think this is the door Closed Could could Stevie Clark still Pull him up Yeah I, 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 Yes I, I, I think he could um, I can I can go for The argument against I, I think Stevie Clark Could come out and say Yes look We know what the young boy is We know the talent he is What he's going to play uh, be As a player He's a terrific talent but it's just too early for him But remember He's only been in for two games Gordon Okay You can look at Liverpool Everton Massive clubs And the boy was brilliant Man of match At the weekend against Everton But it's only been two games Steve Clark will Probably been planning this game For the last few months Right You've still got Three to get on this teaser 
What about Jim Melrose? No. Oh, played with him at Sing. Graham Sinclair. No. Oh, good shout. You Mark Miller bringing anything to the table, Gordon? I I, I produced a name, Mark Miller. I don't even know if he's a footballer. Was he? <laughs> no. But, but I thought the name was good. <laughs> Any more, Roger? Roger? Mark Miller. Uh-huh. There you go. Oh no, I'm toiling. I'm officially toiling. Give, there us, give us clues. I mean, two of them have, in the last few years, been on this show. I would say Wally McStay. Yes. Joe Miller. Yes. Was <laughs> Joe Miller not cap? I was going to give you a more football no, related not, uh, clue. Uh, uh, the, the best clue he could have had was that we're both in this show and both get nothing and beat the pundit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We John would have beat them. And finally, I'll just finish in a Hugh Keevans style with initials. That's the way he always likes to round it off. This guy D. C Davy Craig Davy 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 Dan Darren Dan 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 The man Danny Craney Danny Craney I told you helping Craney all played at the same time Danny Craney Thank you very much Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Thanks for all your calls and tweets Thanks for keeping us company On Tuesday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are back tomorrow night from 6 In the company of Mark Beery and Jim Duffy And in the meantime just stay right there Because Barry Wilkins is in for Callum And he's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.